into every generation, a champion is born. One contestant in all the world. A chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the arcane knowledge and the torture of the hot seat to stop the spread of the ignorant and the swell of their number. They are the champion. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to semi-finalist Muffy Morocco. Muffy, how are you? And welcome back. Thank you for having me. Thank you for semi-finaling me. I feel special. Hey, you did that all by yourself. You, you got a high enough score. You qualified. You're coming in uh, as a uh, unofficial. I, mean, I didn't seed the semifinals, but you came in third place out of the 16, <gasps> so nicely I, done. I feel like bronze. <laughs> Well, uh, bronze, uh, as you may feel, bronze will not be good enough. Uh, there are two spots available for the finals. So uh, once the six of you uh, go into this hot seat one more time, I'll take the top two scores, and they will uh, advance to the finals, play one last time for all the proverbial marbles. And that is what you're playing for, folks, proverbial marbles. There's no prize other than glory. Uh, in case of a tie, you know, seeding is going to come into play here. So, uh, you know... Mm. If you if you tie with any of the three people behind you, Muffy, uh, you're going to get the nod here. We're going to pass performance uh, is going to play in that case. Otherwise, we're starting with a fresh, clean slate. Uh, well, I'll just then I just got to crush it. That's it. That's what you're saying. That's it. Always stay crushing it. That's yeah, absolutely. Words to live by. Uh, and I'm not going to put on the turtle voice. Whoa, maybe I will then, dude. <laughs> crush, baby, crush. Uh, all right, so. Muffy, same rules apply as the first time around. We've got the same categories. So let's get this started with this, that, or the other. You know what's going on, but in case people are listening for the first time, I'm going to give you, Muffy, three categories, and then I'm going to read off a list of ten items for each item that you can correctly place in its appropriate category. One point will be headed your way. However, you must be careful. Some items may in fact fit multiple categories, in which case you'll only get the point if you correctly state all of them categories into which that item fits. Two things I promise you. Each item does fit into at least one category. No shenanigans in that regard. And these 10 items are being pulled at random from a larger list of options. So game theory will not work. You got it? I, don't, I actually don't know how game theory works, so I feel safe now. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Well, you don't need to know it. There, there's no need to, to crush that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here are your categories. This, Triple Crown winners. Mm -hmm. Winners of the Triple Crown. 
And just in case, I, you know, I actually considered throwing in a baseball Triple Crown winner in there, but I did not. These are all horses. Thank <laughs> you, sir. The triple Crown. <laughs> I think that would probably have tipped the scales of unfairness a little too far. <laughs> that, Chevrolets. Ooh. Chevrolets. And the other films of John Travolta. Travolta oh films. So we have Triple Crown winners. Horse variety, Chevrolets, car variety, Travolta films, John variety. Right. <laughs> Not going to sneak in a secret Ellen in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And as always, uh, no spelling requests for this round for homophones are fair game in terms okay. of multiple categorizing. Are you ready to go? I am. I am. Item number one. Let's get this party started quickly, right? Yes. Item one, Nomad. And uh, Nomad. All right. So, uh, wow, this is not really fitting a category for any of them for me, but you said it's got to be at least one. Exactly. Um, it's not ringing a bell as a Triple Crown winner, not that I am completely conversant in all of those, but there aren't that many. It's hard for a horse. A Chevrolet Nomad. I could, I could sort of see that happening. Some, you know, you you wander the desert in your Chevy, and a film of John Travolta. Uh, that's not ringing a bell either. I'm I'm not so sure, but I'll just I'll just go with it's a Chevy, only a Chevy. You're gonna go with a Chevy, only a Chevy, only a Chevy is absolutely correct. Well yes. done for one point there. Uh, there was a film called Nomads. Uh, that starred uh, Pierce Brosnan, and it was awful. It's what he decided to do uh, instead of accepting uh, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. He should have bought a Chevy instead, really. It, it, yeah, the film ends with him uh, chanting uh, just just uh, you know, this mantra, il n'y sont pas, il n'y sont pas, il n'y sont pas, because he's speaking in French for some reason, and he's seeing ghosts. It's, oh. Very bad film. Anywho, it has nothing to do with this category, but I like to throw in these little tidbits of uh, get it out of my head. Now it's out. <laughs> it's rattling around in there for a reason. Yeah, I can wander around the desert. Uh, <laughs> all right. Like a horse with no name, and no horse was named that. Uh, anyway, uh, item number two, Justify. Justify? Justify. I believe there was a horse called Justified, as in the past tense. I don't think that's going to be a car. That just doesn't roll off the tongue. Let me go get the keys to my Justify. Uh, that must be a film of John Travolta that I have not heard of. I'm just going to go with John Travolta movie and possibly be wrong. <laughs> well, Justify is not a John Travolta movie. Thank justify, you. present tense, is a past tense horse who uh, did indeed... Uh, win the Triple Crown. In fact, he's the uh, most recent horse to have done it in 2018. Oh, I thought he was a, I thought he was a past tense kind of horse. <laughs> present tense, present tense horse. Sorry. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> present oh, tense, God. past feet. Let's uh, let's move on to the present. Put that All in right. the past. Yeah. Item number three, affirmed. Okay, affirmed. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. That's definitely a horse, not a car, and I. Not a John Travolta movie. I'm going to say that's a horse. Only a horse. Of course, of course. Well done. 
That was the uh, Triple Crown winner who won every race by increasingly smaller mar- margins uh, over a horse named Alidar. Uh, oh. Exciting Triple Crown of the late 70s. Uh, affirmed horse point for you. Item four, Citation. Oh, okay. Citation's definitely a horsey. <laughs> it could be a Chevrolet, though, too. That sounds sort of like a a car name. Citation... I don't think that's a film of John Travolta. It sounds like he would be playing like, you know, like a meter maid. Um, I'm going to say horse and Chevrolet. Horse and Chevrolet citation indeed is a triple crown winning horse. And the ad went, it's a Chevy like no Chevy you have ever seen. Chevy citation. (laughs) Well, that was an added bonus for me to get to hear that. <laughs> it's a thoroughly extraordinary driving machine. Chevy oh. Citation. Ah, commercials. They stick in your head. <laughs> I know. I, I don't remember trigonometry. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this I this I know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh well done there. Your fifth item, item number five, is Bolt. Bolt. Bolt is definitely a Chevy. It's the little electric one. And Bolt was a film of John Travolta where he plays, he voices an animated dog. He doesn't actually play an animated dog. He voices it only. But he's a, a with Miley Cyrus, I believe. Uh, I do not believe that is a horse, although that would be a good name because it suggests speed. But I will go with Chevy and Travolta. Chevy and Travolta, of course, uh, you know, the fast winner of perhaps many races named Bolt is Usain Bolt, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not a horse. No, you are correct. It is a Chevy. It is a Travolta film. Well done. Four out of five in the first round. You ready for the back half here? Yes. Let's keep it going. Keep it going. Number six, Assault. Assault. Oh, my. I don't think that's a horse name. I mean, it's too, it's just too, it's too mean. I don't think that's a car name. <laughs> that would really, that would probably be confusing in court cases. I can't imagine that's a Travolta film. Fire. All right, this is, all right, all right, all right, all right. Assault. Assault, assault. I'm just got, I'm, it's not ringing any bells. Because I'm, I'm a woman of peace, not assault. Um, I'm just going to go with a Travolta film and hope that's right. Travolta film is your answer. Unfortunately, no, can no, 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 give you the points there. Uh, this is a triple crown winner. Assault was a horse. Wow. You know, yeah, definitely. Uh, Sounds like a mean horse. Very well could be. Uh, you know, not to be confused. <laughs> uh, Assault on Precinct 13. I mean, that was a movie yeah. where Ethan Hawke, Lawrence Fishburne, Gabriel Byrne. No John Travolta. It's okay. Uh, wouldn't have counted anyway because it's more than just assault. Yeah. Battery as well. No, never mind. Uh, <laughs> item number seven. Item seven. Shout. 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 Um. Hmm. Again, not not ringing bells. Not not. Uh, no shout out here. Um. A Chevy shout. Chevrolet shout. It's got a little bit of that alliteration. Uh. I don't. That's ah. Uh, I'm not, we're running out of horses that I recognize, <laughs> clearly. I mean, by name, not like face. First time I ever went to the track, <laughs> my first bet ever, I won on a trifecta with a horse named Debonair Joe. And then I was like, now I'll never forget Debonair Joe. He won me money. Let's see. I, I will say, uh, I did shout, there is a movie, but I think it was, 
Uh, no, that was Twist and Shot about kids who wanted to see the Beatles or something. For no good reason, I will say Chevy and Travolta. <laughs> Chevy and Travolta is your answer. Unfortunately, it is not Chevrolet at all. Ah. It is, however, a film from 1991 starring John Travolta as a new music teacher in a 1955 West Texas town. It also starred a singer of How Do You Talk to an Angel, Jamie Walters. <laughs> Dear God. I'm sure you all remember that film. It, it, no, no one remembers that film. <laughs> this is this is pre-pulp fiction. It's a it's a lull in the Travolta career. It's a little bit of a lull indeed. And uh, and, and since we're we're on the subject of shout, shout out to Nicole Newlist. I know they're very upset <laughs> right now. Like you couldn't give me the triple crown winners. <laughs> that was the first Sorry, name Nicole. when you said that, I know when you said that category, I was like, they would be uh so crushing this. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know it's your category. We got three left. Let's let's get you back on on the positive side here with item number eight. Whirl away. Oh, whirl away. That I'm pretty sure is a horse and not a car. That sounds like a traffic accident. Uh, and whirl away. No, I don't think there was that big a lull in Travolta's filmography. I'm just going to say horse. Just a horse. Just a horse is correct. Well done. You get the point there. Item number nine, Kodiak. Ooh, Kodiak. Sounds Alaskan. Very, like a large bear. Kodiak. That, I could see that being a horse name. Um, there aren't so many Triple Crown winners. Uh, uh, Chevrolet Kodiak. Film of John Travolta. All right, I'm going to say... Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Horse and Chevrolet. Horse and Chevrolet? No, I'm sorry. It is just a Chevrolet, the Chevy Kodiak. And item number 10, Light 6. Light 6. <laughs> That's just a terrible name for anything. Um, Light 6. Uh, Horse Chevrolet, film of John Travolta. Uh, I don't see how this could be any of these. Um, Light Six. Travolta, John Travolta stars in Light Six. You will like, I don't think a car like that, I don't think Chevrolet's gonna have a number in it. I will say, I will just go with the horse. Just a horse. Just a horse. No, I'm sorry, Muffy. <laughs> Uh, the Light Six is a Chevrolet from 1914. Oh, my goodness. Back in the Studebaker days. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go get in my Stutz Bearcat and drive away. Heaven. Indeed. Hey, you know, the company's been around for a while. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Some of these horses are old. Some of these John <laughs> Travolta films are old. Uh, <laughs> uh, so can't give you the point on that one but you know you did pretty good obviously this is the semi-finals things may be a little bit more difficult uh, given the fact that this is not your first time in hot seat during the tournament uh, five points still i think it's very very cromulent score thank you it is perfectly cromulent i hope to embiggen my score however throughout the game well, we, we shall endeavor to do that and here is how we're going to endeavor to do that uh, just a quick 
peek behind the curtain here, uh, the this, that, and the other, the upcoming fungo, and uh, ultimately the guillotine question, those are all, uh, they have been chosen at random. Uh, I created six sets for the semifinals and pulled one uh, just before this uh, recording. So those are random. The other questions in the quiz are not entirely random. They are inspired by... Uh, and form a form of a stream of consciousness, so they're not all necessarily related to, but they are inspired by a five-letter word that has been provided by our contestant. Uh, Muffy, do you want to uh, recall and, and tell and regale us with the five-letter word you have chosen, and perhaps if you had a reason why, why? <laughs> the secret word is panda. Uh, I just really like pandas. I mean, everybody likes pandas. I'm not original in that, but uh, <laughs> I, I I enjoy I enjoy their black and white roly poly stylings. <laughs> and uh, I got to go in 2018. I got to go to China and have a photo op with a panda, help clean up a panda cage, feed it some carrots, and it was a memorable experience. So I enjoy pandas. Excellent, excellent. Well, we we shall see. Uh, I, of course, did not know why you chose uh, Panda or, or your experience with Pandas. Uh, I Again, it's a question. Uh, the next question will be inspired by that, and we'll, each subsequent question, apart from the ones that have been pre-selected, the Fungo and the Gideon, are just inspired by the previous question. So All right. use that uh, to your advantage, but don't dwell on it too much to your disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> You know, as, as we've seen, Tucker, I'm talking to you. It can sometimes steer you down the very, <laughs> very wrong rabbit hole. Uh, all right, here we are. Folks, we've come to the portion of our game. It's time for the climb. Time for the climb. Five questions where the points climb in value from one for question one to five for question five. Whether or not they also climb incrementally in difficulty remains to be seen. Muffy, are you ready for question one worth one point? I am. All right, let's do this. Here's your one point question. After twice having early versions of their product needing to have a name change due to other tech companies already working with similarly named programs, what company settled upon using a nickname for the Red Panda for their best known application? Oh, okay. So the red panda is also, uh, what do they call him? He sort of looks like a raccoon. He sort of looks like a um, two-time name change tech program nicknamed for a red panda. app. Uh, it's like a, it's not bear cat. It's kind of like bear cat. Um, oh my goodness. Two-time name change tech program. And keep in mind, I'm looking for the company, not yeah. the application. Um, I will say, I can't think of anything, um, Adobe. Adobe that is indeed a company. It does have applications. <laughs> so, well done there. So, <laughs> you got uh, sent to me. <laughs> so, originally, uh, this company was working on uh, a little browser app and called it Phoenix. And then, you know, they someone said, um, <clears throat> uh, we've got a phoenix. You need to change your name. And they're like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. So they changed it to Firebird. And someone said, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we, we, we have something Firebird. <laughs> sorry, 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 s
sorry, 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 sorry. So we're looking for something else that kind of was in the same family of things. Uh, they said, oh, we've got it. We have a word that is similar to Firebirds. We don't have to change it too much. It is a nickname for a red panda. We're going to use that red panda as our logo for this product. Like a little furry Orosboros. Uh, do you know the company now? Firefo- well, it's Firefox, which is Mozilla? Mozilla, indeed, is the answer we were looking for. Mozilla. Firefox is a red panda. Mozilla <sighs> is the company. Only one point, though. Only Goodbye one point. point. Goodbye. It's okay. One point. Not the end of the world. We've got plenty of questions left. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, well, no, that we do have plenty of questions left. It's just a question okay, of okay. the results. So, all right. <clears throat> Moving on. Here is your two-point question. On South Park. Are you familiar with South Park? A little. Okay. On South Park, one episode from 1999 features Cartman suing Stan after a classroom visit from Sexual Harassment Panda. Although this mascot is 100% made up, the show's creators say they actually got the idea from a real-life panda mascot who comes to schools in order to teach safety lessons. For what group does this mascot work? The group was originally founded in 1790. Oh, my. 19- that's an old... That's before... Pan, like we knew about pandas, so this is panda mascot because that's where he it's that makes him a sad panda. Yeah, and let's oh. be clear here: the mascot hasn't been around since 1790. The group oh. has. <laughs> yeah, so what's a group that could have been around since 1790? Um, I'm trying to think. That's pretty old. And what would you do to educate children? You could, um, let me think. You would. Uh, it's not. Boy Scouts. It's not Salvation Army. It could be fire safety. Um, that's 1790s early America. Ben Franklin making fire companies in Philadelphia. Good stuff like that. Fire. It could be literacy. Uh, 1790. Um, it's a very. It's a young America then. I'm. Oh, what group? It's not. Uh, something having to do with. That's so long ago. What do they do? What do they trick you with you making your quill pens or something? Um, it's almost as old as the Chevrolet Light Six. The group that would educate children about things that dates back that far: food literacy, fire. <laughs> what are the basics? Water, air. I will. Oh, I can't think of anything. That's an actual mascot for an actual group that would educate children. Uh, I will just go with. Uh, the, the fire prevention society <laughs> fire prevention society is your answer so i saw an interview with with the creators of south park of course trey parker matt stone uh and this was the first episode that they aired after the movie came out oh. for south park and they actually have no recollection of writing this at all <laughs> <laughs> which i find hilarious but they uh, they said upon further review when they were they were watching the episode uh, and and discussing it they said you know yeah we when we were kids we used to have this this panda his name was Ike and he would come to our school and they'd have assemblies and he would teach them how to put on life jackets and all other things of water safety so of course water was one of the things you had mentioned that could yeah. possibly still be around after all these days this is a group. 
an organization that started out in 1790 as something called the United States Revenue Cutters and then merged in 1915 with the U.S. Life Saving Service. And together, they became known as the United States Coast Guard. Sexual harassment, panda. Pandas are not exactly like water animals. No, no, they're not, which is why that makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but indeed, yeah, it's um, been a long time since I've actually watched South Park regularly, but still, every so often, I'll just break out the sexual harassment panda. <laughs> Can't give you the points there. Uh, Stuck on that five. Let's see if we can have a little bit of fun here. Get you a few more points. It is time for our fungo question. Fungo, three of a kind. Three disparate clues all pointing towards the same singular answer. As always, I am going to ask you to pick one of the clues from A, B, or C. One of them is a little bit easier possibility to get in in one. Uh, one of it is eh, a little bit harder, and one of them is very, very hard. I'd be surprised if you get in one. Uh, you're going to pick that for yourself if you are able to get it in one clue. Three points are headed your way. If you need two clues, two points. All three clues, only one point. But hey, one point's better than what you've been doing so far, hey. which is zero. Hey, I'm pulling for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you swing and visit all three, unfortunately, cannot give you the points. So, which of these random columns would you like me to choose your first clue from? A, B, or C? Let's start with C. C, it is. Good luck. Here is your clue: Chilean Cape. Chilean Cape. So, Chile, South America. It's um. I'm going to, I think it's Cape Horn, but I'm not entirely sure. Is it Cape Horn? (laughs) Cape Horn is your answer. And Muffy, you have found the easy clue and you nailed it in one. Horn is indeed the correct answer. Uh, Well done, Fortune Smiles on you. The other clues, uh, which probably would not have uh, netted you the three points, uh, we had, it can be French or German, both instruments, a French horn, a German oh. horn. <laughs> I was like, a lot of things can be You look befuddled. A French horn, you've heard of it. <laughs> uh, and clue B, Glinda portrayer. Lena Horn played Uh-oh. Glinda the Good in The Wiz. Whew. Well, that was the hard clue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't matter. You should say, order of a duck's back, because three points are headed your way. Well done. I'm excited for you. Be excited. Excited for me. <laughs> yeah, like Muffy needs encouragement to be excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you were you three points added to the five you had before the fungo. Eight points. Eight points. We're cruising ahead. We still have the two highest scoring questions in the climb. Are you ready for the four-pointer? Bring it. Bring it. Here we go. Four points headed your way. If you can give me the correct answer to this question. Pavan Sukdev, Yolanda Kakabatse, and Chief Emeka Anyeoku are the last three presidents of what? The logo for this group was based upon a 1958 London resident Named Chi-Chi. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, these are... What was the last... Chief what? <laughs> Chief 
a Mecca on Yayoku. Okay. So, Pavan Sukhdev, Yolanda Kakabatsi, the presidents of a group with a logo from a 1958 London resident named Chichi. All right, so Chichi, I'm assuming he's not a member of the royal family, let's say. Chichi is sounding to me like a an animal. A London resident named Chichi. You know what? You know what? Given my word, given all these things, I'm thinking of the logo. I'm going to say the World Wildlife Fund and just be done with it. You're just going to be done with it. She's going to dismiss the rest of the thoughts. Go <laughs> <laughs> with her gut. Right, what did ever do for me? <laughs> No deliberation necessary for Muffy on this one. So, yeah, the Chi-Chi, not a member of the royal family. No. <laughs> no, well done there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there was uh, this uh, thing where China would give out pandas to other countries, and uh, Chi-Chi was a traveling panda. She traveled from uh, Germany for a while and Russia and was returned each time and then finally made its way to London in 1958. Uh, so people were all excited about wildlife and uh, conservation of nature and all that good stuff. And Muffy, four points are headed your way because the correct answer is the World Wildlife Fund logo is a panda it's gone over it's gone through several revisions but the original uh, drawing was based upon chichi who was all the rage in the uk as as well he or she should have been indeed indeed you don't you, you don't get too many pandas uh hopping down uh, trafalgar square <laughs> <laughs> yet yet <laughs> Yet, yet, indeed, indeed. Well done, well done. You are now sitting with 12 points in double digits. Yet again, kudos, uh, an excellent job of uh, recalling the theme. However, again, as I told you, that ain't always going to be helpful. (laughs) But it did help you in that case. Well done. (laughs) Are you ready for the big whopper, the five-pointer? I am (laughs) ready-ish. Let's see if you can make it to the peak here of the climb. Uh, Here is your question. Luke Scarpa from Nutley, New Jersey, and Francis Huntington from Omaha, Nebraska, never met until 1982 when Vince McMahon of the then WWF, World Wrestling Federation, hired the pair to wrestle as brothers. Under what name did this pair win two tag team titles? This is significantly out of my wheelhouse. Five pointers got a five point. <laughs> yeah, this is. There, there's no wheel. There's no house. There's it's just like a vast tundra of no nothing. What, what, what were they? Luke Scarpa of Nutley, New Jersey, and what was Francis's name? Francis Huntington of Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Never met until 1982, but. Wrestled his brothers. Wrestled his brothers. Well, you know, that kind of bond (laughs) doesn't have to happen. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Brothers uh, that would wrestle uh, in the 80s with the wrestling. Um, There's nothing that's going to happen here. The Trouble Brothers. The Trouble Brothers is a, a fine guess. No, it's uh, not. <laughs> no, well, hey. don't, pan- don't pander to me. 
Ah, yes. I, I knew there was going to be a pander panda pun joke there somewhere, and I thought it was going to be from me. Probably would have been from me, but kudos. <laughs> kudos. Kudos. Uh, I've been bamboozled. Anyway, uh, <laughs> i got to fight back somehow. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so this question, obviously, spinning off from the WWF and the previous question, who, you know, they, they sued... The wrestling organization, the Wildlife Fund, who the wrestling organization said, hey, you know, you're using WWF, we're using WWF, uh, that's a problem, you need to change, and they changed to WWE. Actually, I've done some reading on the subject. Uh, apparently, the reason that uh, they won the lawsuit is because the McMahon family actually signed an agreement with them, a legally binding agreement with them saying, all right, we'll desist from using anything more than just uh, the occasional mention of the title belt, and uh, we won't use it in our marketing. And then the very next year, they proceeded to use it <laughs> exclusively in their marketing, uh, which is why they ended up losing the lawsuit. Uh, when they switched to the WWE, they, of course... Uh, spun it positive by saying get the f out uh-huh. it's the wwe so i was gonna say this is when chi chi the panda shows up with a folding chair and <laughs> <laughs> indeed now, I was surprised, uh, actually actually very surprised they never had a character who is anti-panda but <laughs> <laughs> but uh spinning off of uh, the last question as well chief omega and yoku they took this italian guy from new jersey named luke scarpa and of course, they put a headdress on him and called him Chief J. Strongbow. Uh, Francis Huntington, who at least was a Native American, so it was a little bit less offensive there. Uh, he became Jules Strongbow, and the duo wrestled as the Strongbow brothers, Chief J and Jules, mm. the Fighting Strongbows. Any of those, if you said that, give yourself the five points. Back in the day, I did watch uh, WWF in the 80s in their heyday and went to many a card and uh, actually did see them win uh, the tag team title on one occasion. So <laughs> didn't know at the time that they weren't actually Native American. So, uh, you know, ugh, it was a time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a, there's a lot of willing suspension of disbelief there. Indeed. Muffy, you did pretty well. You did pretty darn good, if I do say so myself. And I do. You got 12 points. And 12 points is a pretty good score. As we head into the final question of the game. You know it. You love it. You fear it. It's the guillotine. We got the guillotine. Muffy, one final question is before you. Okay. One final answer is required. If you get it right, as you know, you will double your score, and I will happily do that for you. Yeah. If you get it wrong, well, that's okay. No harm, no foul. Your score will stay the same. However, if you either refuse to give an answer, give an answer that does not fit the question, or what is more likely to be the case if it's going to happen at all, if you give the answer that I have pre-selected as being the guillotine answer, then it's off with your head. And your score will get chopped in half, as likely will be your chances of making it to the final. <laughs> <laughs> but we shall see. It's no guarantee either way. Uh, uh, are you ready for Le Guillotine? Ah, oui. Alors, what golfer has the most victories all time on the PGA's European Tour? What golfer has the most all-time wins... Whilst playing in events, 
that are part of the PGA's European tour. Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> all right. I can name a few golfers. One of them is not Sir Barton. Um, uh, the uh, European tour. I don't know. Well, PGA, I mean, it could be. Um, oh, what's that guy's name? <laughs> That's not helping at all. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, I'm gonna say I don't know who. I mean, is it? I right, said so like the big guy. Hey, all right, I got you. Got your Tiger Woods. I don't know if he plays in Europe. You got your Jack Nicholas. You got your Arnold Palmer with the iced tea and the lemonade. You got your what's his name? Phil Nicholson. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Uh, you got. I don't know. Is this European tour? Is it going to be some kind of random Swede? I have no idea. I will say because I enjoy the beverage, Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Arnold Palmer is your answer, and certainly as a golfer, I will accept it as being a uh, appropriate to the to the question uh, answer. So so far, we're gonna keep that guillotine raised high. Uh, let's discuss. So yeah, the difference between the PGA European Tour and the PGA Tour proper. I mean, I think it's in the name, but let's clarify. Uh, there are a group of golfers who follow all the events in the United States, and they're in the PGA Tour. And there's another group of golfers that tend to just stay in Europe, because there are a lot of golfers in Europe, and they, they work the European circuit, so they never have to really come across to North America. But golfers from both the European Tour and the American Tour uh, gather together to play the majors, which is where all the golfers show up. So the majors, you know, you got your uh, your British Open. That would that would be part of the European Tour. Mm. It also, you know, so events held in Europe. Uh, a lot of golfers from America will go over there and play for a couple of weeks to get ready for it and acclimate to the time zone. So there's crossover between the two groups. Right. All that being said, in second place on this list is not a random Swedish golfer, a random German golfer uh, with <laughs> 42 career victories, uh, Bernhard Langer. Oh. Of course. As mm. Fine, fine golfer. Uh, number three on the list with 41 and our guillotine answer. I will share to anybody out there who thought the easiest answer would just name a golfer. <laughs> that would be Taika Taika Woods, y'all. You avoided saying that. I figured that would be the uh, most obvious. I don't know. I'll just say the best golfer uh, for the past generation. May I wager? Just based on what you are like, is the answer going to be Chichi Rodriguez? <laughs> it is not going to be Chichi Rodriguez because the guillotine answer is randomly selected. It has nothing to do with the rest of the game, but I like the way you're thinking there. A number one answer, and I'm not going to keep you in suspense any longer. It is not Arnold Palmer. It is with 50, the great uh, Spanish golfer, Seve Ballesteros. Mm. Seve Ballesteros. Many majors won over the course of his career, uh, but mostly stayed over there in the Europe to uh, collect that prize money without the, the Arnold Palmers and Jack Nicholas <laughs> <laughs> having to play against them there, which is another reason why they stay over there sometimes. Cannot give you the points, but I not going to take away any points, which means you, Muffy, have a semifinal score of 12. We'll see what happens when all six of you are done. We certainly shall. <laughs> Muffy, thank you so much for taking part. How do you feel about your 12 
And uh, how do you feel about your chances and anything else you want to get off your chest and rail at me against uh, the floor? <laughs> as they say, be yours. You know, well, you know, a dozen points. It's a nice, it's a nice collection there. Could have been a, could have been a, a little bit more, but I'll, I'll take a dozen. You know, a point per donut, if you will. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'd just like to, you know, as always, glad I'm glad I got to bring in some panda knowledge, some panda vibes. Uh, you know, I endeavor to do that in most things. Um, and yeah, you can uh, catch me on GSN's Masterminds. Check your local listings. I was going to say, I believe it's 4 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 is new episodes, 8.30 p.m. is old episodes. You stand a good chance of seeing me. Whether or not I do well on that is also a variable. <laughs> uh, fair enough, folks. Muffy is here. She eats, she shoots, she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you for playing Muffy. You may leave the hot seat. For those of you listening, thank you for doing so. You can follow me on Twitter at BMGPod. If you'd like to join our Facebook group, Beat My Guest, the fans' hot seat. And, of course, Patreon.com slash Beat My Guest. If you want to contribute to the cause, we ain't going to say no to that. Uh, we'll be back next week with another semifinalist. And we'll see what happens. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Did you beat our guest? Or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. And sadly, everyone was eaten by a leopard.